everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. We are all going to celebrate the holiday as we get ready for Rivalry Week in Saturday, Ohio State and Michigan. But the podcast daily does not stop. We have to keep it rolling. So that's Bill Landis and I'm Austin Ward. And we are graciously joined by one of the all-time institutions in Big Ten Media, Angelique Chingel- Chingelis. I always I get so excited to say it that yeah, I can't right. I, that I trip over it uh, from the Detroit News in uh, just I, I can't say it enough. One of the best people in this profession, and she is giving us some time before she heads over uh, to get more information about the Michigan Wolverines ahead of Saturday. So, Angelique, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Well, thanks, Austin. I, I'm, I'm really I'm grateful to be an institution. That's good. At least I'm not in one. So that's, that's good. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Well, we All of us in this profession probably should be, but that's True. a different conversation. Okay, so. You have covered a couple of these. Um, I think everybody instantly thinks back to 2006 and Game of the Century and 2016. For me, it was one of the best ones that I've had the privilege of covering, uh, at least in terms of uh, excitement and difficulty to cover on deadline. But um, this one has the potential makings for that. So uh, what do you think? What is it about uh, this matchup that is exciting for you as we get ready for another version of two versus three? Well, I've got to say, I mean, the game is always like, I mean, as someone who grew up in Cincinnati, this is a game I grew up with and I, I live for this week every year. I think I keep saying, I think that's why I keep working just so I can cover <laughs> this week in this game. But you're right. I mean, I, I remember 06 vividly. I remember getting the word that, that Bo passed and, and I was on the phone and literally did not get a chance to get out of my pajamas that day because I was on the phone all day and I normally would leave for Columbus early and mm-hmm. you know talking to his former players and everybody and and it was such an emotional time obviously and 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 you're right that that 16 game was something else and and last year's game in Ann Arbor was um was really special I think part just because of the ambiance I mean I felt like you know in the press box you saw it I mean it was like like you were you were in a snow globe watching right. a football game and and seeing just the the Michigan fans it was just like all this this angst released and they're you know they just went nuts so right. you know i i hope that this game on saturday is is something along those lines because i i do i do respect the rivalry and the game and and you know when people say it's arguably the the best rivalry in college football i think it is the best but it needs to look like it on the field and and to get all those eyeballs and and for people across the country to agree that it is but i think right. we know it is that's right that is what matters <laughs> Angelique, what's what's the what's the vibe up there in Ann Arbor? I, I think you can imagine what it is here in Columbus. Uh, <laughs> f- folks are folks are pretty upset about what happened last year, and you can kind of feel the tension in the air every time you walk into the Woody Hay Center. Um, I'm curious if it feels that way in Ann Arbor, or if there's any sense of like, listen, we did this last year. We're kind of playing with house money now. Well, I know, uh, and uh, Bill, I think uh, didn't Ryan Ryan Day say that they're scarred? So that's I think right. that's, uh, there's yeah. a lot of that in Columbus. Um, I think that there is a lot of hand wringing right now. I, I mean, I can't even tell you how many text messages I've had from people I I know very well, and just some people I don't know that that well asking me, "Well, how's Blake Corum? How's Blake Corum? We're hearing this. What are you hearing?" And and I think that there is, you know, no one really knows exactly what Blake Corum's status is. I saw him Sunday. He was for the second year in the road. Uh, he um, he purchased turkeys to deliver to this area two communities in Ypsilanti. And I took video of that and you would think it was the Zapruder film. I mean, people are breaking <laughs> it down, looking at how is he walking and, 
And for the record, it was icy and snowy. So I think everybody was walking delicately. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I think he's, it, you know, and Donovan Edwards. I mean, those are very important pieces to this, this Michigan offense. And, and Quorum has carried this team in so many ways. So uh, I think that there is a lot of that. But I think that you know, before the injury, I, I think that people were extremely confident with uh, with Michigan going into into Columbus, a place they haven't won since 2000, as you know. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to make you give a prediction about Blake Corum, Angelique. That's We know there's a, a long week ahead, and nobody's going to really answer that until Saturday at noon anyway. Um, let's, But hypothetically, if Blake couldn't go and you referenced Donovan Edwards as well like what then does this Michigan offense really look like well it'll be really interesting I mean if that's the case I mean they've they've been playing the freshman CJ Stokes and and obviously Ohio State has, has got a lot of production out of its freshman back last week um Stokes is getting better I you know I, I can't imagine that that's that they can rely on on CJ Stokes I mean he can get yards but he's not Blake Corum and he's not Donovan Edwards and and Donovan has that extra ability as a, as a, you know, he can catch out of the backfield and, 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 and move so gracefully. Um, I I just think that this is going to come down to, I think even if Blake Quorum's healthy, it's going to come down my mind to JJ McCarthy. And, and again, we all know how hard it is for a first time starter to go into Columbus and play in that environment. I think the guy is, is really, um, he's unflappable. He meditates on the field before every game and he's just, like that all the time he's really just got it together so i don't think he's going to be intimidated by by the atmosphere but they really haven't uh they they haven't connected on the deep ball the passing game has been yeah you know it's been okay and i'm you can't be okay to beat ohio state in columbus let alone anywhere right so i i do think it's gonna be important to, to for jj mccarthy and to use his legs but again he, he you can't afford to lose him you can't afford for him to get a big hit so uh, it's just going to be really interesting to see how Jim Harbaugh and his staff handle all these moving pieces. Angelique, the, the few times I've been able to, you know, hear a soundbite or watch a clip of, of Jim Harbaugh talking about JJ McCarthy, I get the sense that he is like totally enamored with that kid. And maybe there's similarities personality wise or, or in the way they approach playing the game that, that kind of fosters that. But what kind of confidence do you sense that Jim Harbaugh has in JJ McCarthy if it is a situation where he kind of needs to put the team on his back? Okay, Bill, there is no similarity personality-wise <laughs> between JJ McCarthy and okay. Jim Harbaugh. Um, no, no, that would be that would be crazy. But no, I know what you're saying. I, I mean, you know, Jim is the ultimate competitor, you know, he's, when he played quarterback. And JJ's like that. And Jim did say earlier in the season that he sees a lot of himself in JJ in the way he plays. And um, I I, you know, I didn't cover Jim Harbaugh, but I watched not enough of his film. And and I see what he's talking about is his 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 ability his mobility and and I, I think JJ probably has better arm uh, than than Jim did, uh, but you know you just haven't seen it and and I think a lot of the criticism of of McCarthy lately has been a little unfair because the receivers are not they have not been they don't get much separation. I think Ronnie Bell is the only guy who you can uh, can say that that has been really you could count on in that situation. And so I don't think anybody's really seen what J.J. McCarthy can do. I mean, I think a lot of people say, well, I mean, it's sort of like what Cade McNamara was doing last year. In a lot of ways it is. But um, but I think everybody knows the potential is there. 
And Jim does love this kid. And it's time for Jim to unleash this kid and, and for everybody to see what he can do. The other things that we pick up on when Jim Harbaugh is in front of a, a mic, Angelique, and that's always an experience. I'm sure uh, for you to do that every week is just a blast. Um, he's sort of, it felt like to me on Monday, distance, tried to distance himself from third base and finesse and soft and all the things that came up. And I, I wonder, I, I mean, obviously that's purposeful that you don't want to get back on the bulletin board, but you also, I, I think it's weird. Like you can't pretend like you didn't earn the bragging rights and like that you didn't say it, like I, stand up there and own it. That's how I feel. But I, I, I don't know what the mood was like uh, up there at Schimbeckler Hall when you're in there hearing that on Monday. He was uh, pretty giddy on, on Monday uh, because we we all kind of play the game before he shows up. Like, which gym are we going to talk to today? <laughs> and um, a couple of guys like, no, he'll be uh, he won't say much. I'm like, no, I think he's gonna he's gonna talk. And I thought he was chatty for Jim, okay. and and he did actually uh, he did a radio interview 97.1 in Detroit. Uh, that John Jansen, one of you know former Michigan player, is one of the co-hosts, and he did own it today okay. on the on the radio. Okay. Uh, you could say he said it, and he said he kind of did it as a a counterpunch to uh, the whole hang a hundred on Michigan. Um, so you know, I, I think what I took from what his comments Monday. Look, I think I think that there is the ultimate respect. You know, the the Michigan players and the coaches respect Ohio State. They respect this rivalry. I took it as separating it from like separating this one from the Michigan state rivalry, which is really ugly. And they're really kind of toxic at this stage. And, and, you know, when he said, there's no hate, I, you know, there's no hate here. And I thought, yeah, yeah. Cause there is hate in that other, other rivalry. And, and I, I, that's how I interpreted it. And maybe it, yeah. and I, and I try to, we all try to read between the lines with Jim and read the tea leaves and it's very hard, but um, <laughs> I, I kind of, I was, I was thinking that he was trying to say, I really respect this game, this one, this yeah. singular game and, um, and calling them both superheroes, calling the players, you know, there's Heisman players on both and all that stuff. Um, but, and, and trust me, I mean, Jim has already thought these things through before. These are not off the cuff. He has those little notes and, <laughs> and he's got, he's like, Oh, I, Oh, I like this superheroes. And he writes it down and then he comes and says it and he'll say it repeatedly now for the rest of the week. But, um, but yeah, well, I thought he was, I thought he was in a good mood. Even Bill and I thought that one was strange. Cause like they can't both be superheroes. Somebody's <laughs> got to be the villain. And I guess I decided that that would be okay with Ryan day and CJ Stroud because they, they have villain mode and that like, okay, well we don't want to be a superhero, but you can be, and we're going to try <laughs> to pull your plans. <laughs> I don't know how the superhero wor world works. So I'll trust you on that. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, Angelique, I want to ask you about, uh, Michigan's defense. Um, New coordinator, obviously, but kind of from the same tree as as Mike McDonald was with Jesse Minter coming from the Ravens. Um, the stats are bonkers, like they're they're crazy good. How much of that do you think is an accurate reflection of how good the defense actually is, and how much of it is a reflection of you know who they've played to this point? I have been thinking about that, Bill, because it is it, it's sort of like the whole chicken and egg thing. You know, is it because the talent's been really mediocre for the most part? There have been some games where you know they're pretty good offensive talent they've done against. I really think this defense is pretty good. And I, I, obviously we will know more on Saturday because this will be the, their biggest and really their, their only big test. 
uh, of the season, but I think that they're pretty good. And, and I think it was a really seamless transition from McDonald to Minter, speak the same language, speak the same defense. The players really just, it, it was just very smooth. And, and I, I, you know, I like the, the Mozzie Smith, the thing he said before the season, um, and it was via Mike Morris quoting him saying that, you know, they, I think they got tired of, of hearing that it did, the defense just went through Ojabo and Hutchinson and even Dax Hill. And they wanted this to be all 11. And I think you're seeing that. I mean, I think the way you can see the, the, the sacks, I mean, it's like 35 sacks, I think 34, 35 among 14 players. I mean, nine guys have, have two or more and, and they've really spread the wealth a little bit. Mike Morris is the guy who has stood out in that sense. And then there's Mozzie in the middle. I mean, and, and he's not getting much fanfare and, and which I think is unfortunate because I think he's, he's been so impressive in my mind, just watching him take on double teams and do the things he does. Um, I, I, I'm not saying that there aren't holes on this defense because I'm still not sure what I think of the linebackers. They didn't have Nakai Hill green all year. You know, I thought he was somebody who was going to lift them. Colson's really good. Michael Barrett has finally found a home. You know, he was a viper in Don Brown's defense. Uh, and the defensive backs are, are coming along. I don't know, you know, I don't know if they're good enough to match up with the with these guys, with the, these receivers that they're about to face, Marvin Harrison. I mean, but I think you're gonna see Will Johnson, the freshman. I, I think they're trusting him more and more. And and I think he's uh he's definitely improving and, and will be somebody they're going to build the defense around in the future here. But um, but I, I think it's a good defense and, and people keep asking me if I think it's better. I think it is better than last year's defense oh, well. in the sense that it's all 11 <laughs> and it's not just, you know, you can't replace a job and Hutchinson, but I, I like what they've done this year. Okay. Angelique, you said that before uh, getting down to games that are in the horseshoe, you like to leave early on Friday. Is that so that you can get straight to skyline and graders and have enough time for that? Or what's the plan for this particular black Friday? Not only do I go to Skyline and Graders, but I go to Skyline and Graders in Cincinnati <laughs> and because that's where it's the best. And, uh, and then I make my way back to Columbus. So, yes, okay. I mean, I, 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 I every time I post a photo, and I do it on purpose. I post a photo of Skyline on Twitter because it enrages so many people up here. <laughs> and I'm just like and they hate it. And I'm like, I don't I don't care. I love it. <laughs> and uh, and graders, I think everybody knows graders is the best. No yeah. offense, Jenny's. I know you're there. I'm sorry, but um, yeah, that's my tradition, and I'm sticking to it. What is the best graders flavor? <sighs> I've said this multiple times on Twitter, and again, I'm like, please don't hate me. Okay, but I I, I love but I love Buckeye Blitz. I used Ooh. to be mint chip, but <laughs> Buckeye Blitz is really really good. And I've actually found it a couple times in stores up here in, in Metro Detroit. I'm like, what are you thinking? You know, you've got Brutus Buckeye on a pint of ice cream and you got two fan bases that don't really like you. So, but it's good. Yeah. It's really good. And Boldly Bearcat, my alma mater, that ice cream for UC is really, really good. Yeah. Um, Buckeye Blitz is phenomenal. They, I'm surprised that they don't just call it something else once they you cross the, the border, but uh, that's if anyone could make that happen, I'm sure that it's you <laughs> or block uh, out the bees or something, you know, make it do something to make it a Michigan thing. That's right. There's got to be something. But Angelique will be heading down there for her tradition, and we are going to see her back in the press box in the horseshoe on Saturday. Can't wait. It's uh, number two versus number three. I assume this is Tuesday afternoon. Spoiler alert. Uh, but I can't see why the rankings would change. And that's where these two teams, I think, fairly should be at this point playing for the East Division Championship, playing to get to Indy and to get to the college football playoff. 
another classic, hopefully. We appreciate Angela giving us uh, some of her time as she heads over to cover the rest of the goings-on in Ann Arbor this week. And for her, Bill, I am Austin. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I hope you enjoyed. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us on the podcast daily.